0: Welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. John Liani Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is podcast 28. The title of today's talk is... 10 sneaky, bad habits that drain your energy. Habits are fascinating. They're powerful tools in creating an abundant life. A priest, a friend of mine uh, shared something that his mother used to put on the refrigerator door. It's kind of a saying, and it goes like this. It's called, be careful. Be careful of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words because your words become your actions. Be careful of your actions because your actions become habits. Be careful of your habits because they determine your character and your character determines your destiny. And I thought, how true. And how difficult it is sometimes to change our bad habits. So again, habits can be very powerful tools in creating uh, the abundant life and in allowing you to accomplish your mission and accomplish things in your ministry that need to be done. Habits house themselves in our brains uh, with repetition over time and dramatically influence our behavior every single day. And of course, what you do every day shapes the course of your life, as that saying goes. The good news is that habits can be changed if they're not so good. Yep, we own the ruby slippers. We can change our habits and we have the power to do that. In our next podcast, after this one, podcast 29, we're going to talk about changing bad habits. But today, I want to talk about some of the more sneaky, insidious habits that many of us had, the ones that sneak up on us, ones that we often don't even notice are there, and they slowly drain our energy and drag us down. So let's have a look at some of these invisible habits that are secretly making us irritable, tired, and burnt out. The first three are kind of not so uh, insidious. They're, they're pretty obvious, and I, but I do think they bear repeating. Number one is eating too much of the wrong foods. So when we eat junk. Now, Connie Ostap is our wonderful dietitian at the St. Giovanni Center. And uh, we recently uh, did a colloquium where she um, spoke to uh, women uh, women religious leadership. And she told us that she had kind of an 80, 20 rule. So if 80% of the food you eat is healthy, she's not too overly worried about the 20% that's left. But she was saying how, when you eat junky food, pay attention to how you feel. And don't we all experience that? We'll eat something we shouldn't have ate, Eaten, we will have some junk, some chips, and not enough something that's nourishing. And we feel it. We feel it uh maybe immediately or definitely by the next day. So do uh be careful of, of that. Number two is sleep. Okay. And I did a podcast uh earlier in the series about sleep. Things like drinking too close to bedtime not having a routine Um, you need to get enough sleep every night. The CDC recommends us at least seven hours a night. And in that podcast, I talk about developing a routine before you go to bed and be careful of blue light. If you, if you're staring at your screen for too long a time, the blue light uh, that comes off of it can actually inhibit your melatonin um, production. Uh, And there, so there are many, many, um, Ways to improve your sleep. And do give that earlier podcast another listen. Um, number three, being sedentary. Okay, so sedentary is the new smoking, it's really deadly. Um, again, um, Wendy Clayton, who is our director of nursing at uh, St. John Vianney Center, has told us that the CDC recommends uh, 150 minutes a week of movement of cardio or some kind of movement. And she suggested if you took a walk after each meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a 10 minute walk, you'd accomplish that goal. So she said that if you can't do um, a Jane Fonda routine, (laughs) that to, to aim for simple things like walking and just get out and move and do the best you can because uh, being sedentary is related to earlier death and disease. So, okay, so those three things, I guess we've been told that many times, they're not quite so sneaky, Uh, they're pretty obvious, but I hope that you'll give them very serious consideration and get started in a small way, at least. Okay, so number four, I also talk about in a previous podcast and that's laughter. Sometimes we forget to laugh. Sometimes days go by and we haven't laughed. And a good guffaw um, is very important. Laughter is important. So um, the science of laughter and its impact on the immune system, there are just numerous research studies that show how important it is I don't think God would have given us the ability to laugh if it wasn't important. So do pay attention to whether or not you're having a little fun every day and a chuckle. Number five, acting like a superhero. Okay, this is where you think you can do it all. You don't need help. You don't need time. In our culture today, it's become a sort of badge of honor. It's it's a badge of honor that you've worked all night or that you stayed up late working or that you work seven days a week. Well, guess what? It's not a badge of honor. It's kind of a, a big myth that in order to be productive, we need to be constantly moving and bouncing around, taking on a million chores at once. In reality, and as the science shows, multitasking is a habit many of us fall into that actually makes us less effective at getting things done. Scientists have shown that multitasking does not work. It wears us down and drains our energy. Try slowing down for a minute. Give yourself a little room to breathe. After you do, think about what you have on your plate and plan out how to tackle it all with techniques like Uh, like single tasking or clustering. Counterintuitively, slowing down is one of the best ways to move faster in the end. You can get more done sooner and without feeling stressed or overworked. And be careful. We shouldn't be shaming others if they're not, uh, in our estimation, being as productive as we are unless someone is sitting around all day, eating bonbons, you have nothing to say about it. And along those lines is our next habit, pretending you don't need rest like everyone else. Okay, this is number six. So here's another example of conventional work ethic wisdom telling us to go, go, go when the more effective thing might be to slow, slow, slow down. Trying to turn ourselves into finely tuned work machines isn't always the best way to get more done. It can easily make us productive and more exhausted. If you're someone who never takes a day off and you know who you are, or feels guilty about taking a break, consider this. What if a little rest once in a while actually made you more effective? Your computer always runs better after a reboot and a recharge, and you will too. Don't underestimate the value of charging your batteries and mending your soul in between work sessions. It's okay to take a break or a mental health day now and then. Number seven is cave dwelling. And we're seeing this a lot after COVID. People are kind of staying in their caves or at least some some of us are. And um, this is sweatpants addiction. (laughs) So it makes for trendy life advice lately, particularly in social media circles, to push people out of their comfort zones. It makes sense. TV and sweatpants are habit-forming drugs. In contrast to the point above, Rest is a good thing, but a life of mostly or even entirely rest is not. Ironically, building up the habit of only doing what is safe, familiar, and easy leaves you with less energy, not more. Challenge yourself. Stretch yourself. Keep learning. Try new things. Get into your discomfort zone. Experience a little anxiety, then take some time to rest up and heal. The key to the comfort discomfort dilemma is balance. A truly energetic life is one where you are expanding and taking on new things and where you aren't afraid to rest in between. So find a new mountain to climb. Number eight disrespecting yourself. We talk a lot about self-compassion. This is a part of it, but self-respect is one of the most essential tools to a healthy human psyche. It often goes unnoticed because many of the decisions we make throughout the day have a subconscious impact on our self-image. This can be really insidious. So you gotta pay attention. Some choices build our respect for ourselves, others lower it. Making frequent choices that lower or decrease your self-respect will make you feel bad about yourself. And when you feel bad about yourself, you're more likely to make future choices that feel even worse. Before you know it, you've accidentally created a habit of disrespecting yourself with your actions. Low self-respect bolsters a negative attitude. And we've already seen why that's a bad habit to be caught up in. Be aware of your self-talk. Do you call yourself stupid? How do you treat yourself? Do you say to yourself, I can't believe what an idiot I am. I can't believe how forgetful I am. Why did I do that? If you talk to yourself like that, ask yourself, would you talk? To someone you love like that? I don't think so. Be a person that you can admire and respect. That doesn't mean being arrogant or conceited. It just means to make choices that you respect and that respect you. Number nine, have an attitude of gratitude. When my sons were running track and field for CYO, I remember they had a t-shirt that said, attitude is everything. And I thought about it, and it really is true. Carrying a negative attitude with you everywhere is a huge detriment to your physical and mental health. It wears you out and makes you feel terrible. The truth is that most things that occur in your day are inherently neither good nor bad. But a grumpy attitude toward life is a guaranteed way to make most things seem bad, even if they weren't bad to begin with. This is why it's so important to practice positive thinking every day. Choose to see the good that's all around you, and this will become a habit instead. So we have some earlier podcasts on this topic when I talk about resilience. We talk about positive emotions. Go back if you have time and review it. You can't hear this enough. Number 10. Oh, I skipped ahead. Part of being um having a bad attitude is being an excuse machine. I want to mention this before I move on to number 10. When we mess up, or if it even looks like we must we messed up. It doesn't feel good. It's a natural, but still sneaky, bad habit to try to avoid this uncomfortable feeling by explaining away our fault in the matter or even blaming others. But even with a story, we still know the truth and truth is everything. Over time excuses add up and it becomes hard to respect oneself when one never takes responsibility So do the difficult, uncomfortable thing here, make fewer excuses. You often hear excuses about why I don't exercise, why I don't walk, why I can't, you know, and and really if you can't walk swim, there's always something to, to, uh, my mother used to say where there's a will, there's a way. So do make fewer excuses, be careful of this. This doesn't have to mean beating yourself up when you fail at something, Just focus less on what has happened already and more on what you're going to do about it. How are you going to resolve the problem? Make this a habit and you will build much greater respect for yourself. Better yet, you'll gain far greater respect from those around you too. And now we're ready for number 10, our last habit. Be like Gumby, be flexible. Do you remember the cartoon character, Gumby? He was, I don't know what he was, but he was this figure that could just um, flex and bend his arms and legs. He could fit into places. He was flexible. Life changes and our situations change. The people around us change and so should we. Clinging to outdated expectations is an extremely sneaky bad habit and an important one to address. Most of these things that change around us are outside our control and it could be hugely emotionally draining to pretend otherwise. Our best bet is to work on our flexibility and update our ideas and plans and adapt, adapt to the way things are now. In fact, The ability to adapt is a key component of intelligence. Take a walk in nature. Try to be more flexible. If life changes and your old plans and goals won't work anymore, make new plans and goals. So long as you're able to bend, you'll never break. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey Podcast from the St. John Vianney Center. I hope today's topic the 10 Sneaky Bad Habits That Drain Your Energy proves useful to you. You can find all our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjvcenter.org. Remember, we're companions on the journey to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit. We are the St. John Beyond Center. And our mission is you.